Welcome to the Daily Decrypt, the go-to podcast for all things cybersecurity. Get ready to decrypt the complexities of cyber safety and stay informed. Stand at the frontier of cybersecurity news, where every insight is a key to unlocking the mysteries of the digital domain. Your voyage through the cyber news vortex starts now. Good morning, listeners, and welcome back to the Daily Decrypt. Huge shout out to Jared Jones for his brand new release song played under the super sophisticated AI announcer. If you're looking for some music, if you're working hard all day in front of the computer and you're looking for some music that that doesn't have words and isn't too distracting, highly recommend looking up Jared Jones, J-E-R-E-D. You're going to find lots of sick bangers like that one. All right. Well, let's get into the news. Today, we're going to dive into a digital pandemonium as ChatGPT seemingly takes a Shakespearean swerve, leaving users puzzled with its nonsensical jabber. Meanwhile, the U.S. government makes waves in cybersecurity, anchoring down on maritime defenses against the rising tide of cyber threats, proving that when it comes to securing our ports, it's not just about the web, it's about the water. Speaking of water, we're also going to explore how America's water utilities are fortifying their cyber defenses, ensuring that the only things flowing through our pipes are water and Wi-Fi. In the realm of software and vulnerabilities, we're going to be talking about the Python Package Index, or PyPy as I call it, and how it becomes a Trojan horse for cyber attackers, highlighting the stealthy expansion of threats within our digital supply chains. And lastly, if you stick around this long, we're going to just touch base on ConnectWise's Screen Connect vulnerabilities. Alright, so yesterday, users on Reddit started reporting that ChatGPT was going absolutely insane. The responses from ChatGPT would start out pretty normal and then quickly devolve into... What I would describe as someone with a dementia or Wernicke's aphasia. Thanks to all the Reddit users who posted their chats. They're very fun to read through. Various journalists have reached out to OpenAI, the makers of ChatGPT, for comment and were met just with direction to their status page. So no comment at this time has been released. But I have an example here of of what ChatGPT was spitting out. And you can see by looking at the output... It's just going through how it formulates its responses. It's creating noise and then refining that noise. So here is an example of what it was doing yesterday. The high, the high, or the heart, where the hair, the his, or the howl, hones a hill, a heel, uh, or a hand, where all uh, the aster and any and awe, or an ace, or story or strain at Grox stands. For a view, a visit, or the verve, their site is a stand, a state, or a story. The in or the in wit makes a must, a may, or a most. Part of that sounded kind of like the monologue from V for Vendetta, which I'm not going to even try to repeat. But if you haven't seen V for Vendetta, highly recommend it. Given the help that ChatGPT made composing this episode, it seems to be back to normal, but it is a reminder at how these quote, artificial intelligent chatbots are not perfect and they can quickly devolve. 
So did you know that our planet is made up of mostly water? And so are our bodies. Though these facts may seem startling, they're starting to get the attention of government officials, such as the Biden administration, who yesterday released an executive order aimed at bolstering cybersecurity measures across United States port facilities. This is sparked by increasing concerns over cyber threats, particularly from nation state actors like China, who could cripple a lot of our infrastructure by just taking down a few maritime ports. In an era where cybersecurity incidents can ripple through the global supply chain with devastating effect, the executive order represents a significant pivot towards enhancing the resilience of maritime infrastructure. The U.S. Coast Guard is now endowed with explicit authority to counter malicious cyber activities targeting the nation's marine transportation system. This includes a mandate for the immediate reporting of any cyber threats or incidents that could compromise vessels, harbors, ports, or waterfront facilities. Part of the executive order involved reallocating over $20 billion towards port infrastructure over the next five years. And this is in aim to repatriate crane manufacturing, which is a sector currently dominated by China, which manufactures approximately 80% of the cranes used in U.S. ports. So if you're wondering, why focus on ports? Well, consider this. America's ports are not just points of entry for goods. They're bustling hubs that can support 31 million American jobs and contribute $5.4 trillion to the economy. Their smooth operation is pivotal to our national security and economic prosperity. The threat of cyber attacks, particularly those that could be orchestrated by foreign adversaries. So as it turns out, network ports aren't the only ports cyber criminals are sneaking into. In the world of port cybersecurity, it looks like we're moving from pirate-infested waters to cybersecure harbors. Are you feeling safe yet? Speaking of water and making waves in the world of cybersecurity, the FBI, CISA, and the EPA released tips targeted specifically to water plants and water managing agencies in an age where hackers seem to have the thirst for infiltrating our critical infrastructures the spotlight has turned to our water utilities this isn't just about keeping the water flowing it's about ensuring that the only thing going down the drain is well water and not our security in recent years, several water treatment companies have been the target of ransomware attacks, which has led to significant disruptions. Such events compromise the safety and availability of drinking water, which is a serious risk to public health and safety. These agencies are aiming to prevent such outcomes by helping utilities bolster their defenses against malicious cyber activity. The article in our show notes outlines eight top-notch strategies to keep cyber threats at bay from hiding key assets to changing passwords as often as we're supposed to change our water filters, it seems like water utilities are being prepped for a stormy season in cyberspace. So what kind of attacks are they trying to prevent? Often hackers exploit vulnerabilities in the software and hardware that control water treatment processes, and by gaining unauthorized access, they can disrupt operations, demand ransom, or even tamper with water quality. The guidance provided by CISA, the EPA, and FBI emphasizes the importance of regular updates and patches to address these vulnerabilities, alongside training for staff to recognize and respond to cyber threats. While no system can be made completely invulnerable, the adoption of these recommended practices significantly reduces the risks of successful cyber attacks, which is what we're going for. It is a lofty goal to completely eliminate cyber risk, but the goal is to just do what we can to make ourselves more secure. 
Alrighty, we're going to turn this a little bit more technical and talk about some recent vulnerabilities that have been discovered. Reversing Labs released an article that discusses a sophisticated cyber attack that leverages the Python Package Index, or PyPy as I like to call it, to distribute malicious software through a technique known as DLL sideloading. In January of 2024, Carlo Zanke, a reverse engineer at Reversing Labs, discovered two suspicious packages on PyPy named NP6Helper and NP6HelperHttp. These packages were found to exploit DLL sideloading, which is a method where attackers execute malicious code on a computer without being detected by security software. This technique was used to target legitimate PyPy packages, revealing a concerning trend in the misuse of open source platforms for cyber attacks. DLL sideloading typically involves replacement or of a dynamic link library, or DLL, with a malicious one. The attacker's goal is to trick the application into loading this malicious DLL, thereby executing the harmful code it contains. In this case, the malicious packages were designed to mimic legitimate ones very closely, which fooled developers into incorporating them into their projects. So this is pretty significant. It affects not just individual developers, but potentially the entire supply chain, as compromised packages could be integrated into a wide array of applications. The attackers utilized typo squatting, which is a tactic where malicious packages are named similarly to legitimate ones, in an effort to deceive users into downloading them. Reversing Labs' investigation further revealed that these malicious packages downloaded additional payloads, including a legitimate file from Kingsoft Corp, and a malicious DLL designed to execute a second-stage payload. For those interested in diving deeper into the specifics of this breach, including the technical details and indicators of compromise, we encourage you to check out the full article in our show notes for a comprehensive understanding of the attack vectors and protective measures. And before we finish up for the day... We're just going to quickly circle back to the recent ConnectWise Screen Connect vulnerabilities that were reported on February 13th. If you're running Screen Connect on-premises, you're going to need to update your servers to version 23.9.8 immediately. If you're in the cloud, there are no actions needed at this time. And ConnectWise is saying that there's no evidence that these vulnerabilities have been exploited in the wild, but immediate action must be taken by on-premise partners to address these identified security risks. All right, that's all we've got for today. I hope you enjoyed the water puns uh, as well as the new music by Jared Jones. Today was probably my favorite episode I've done so far. So if you have any feedback, uh, please shoot me a message on Instagram. Shoot us a tweet on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We understand your feedback is an honor. And so we'd be honored to receive. And I believe we are taking tomorrow off. So we will talk to you more next week.